Well, welcome uh, to a special episode of our podcast. Today, Aaron and I are going to sit down with a guy named Kevin Cobb. And Kevin has accepted the, our position for high school and beyond. Kevin uh, lives currently in Paso and will be relocating here for this new job. And we wanted to take a few moments uh, to have a conversation with him and let you hear it. So you can begin to hear Kevin and his personality and his heart that I think will really come out in this. And he'll be here on the 19th of March and he'll be getting going. It'll be slow go, I'm sure in the beginning, because he's really going to be building up kind of two ministries from the ground up for us. But we're really excited to bring him on board. Uh, this has been a long time coming. We've been searching for uh, almost three years now in some capacity. And so, yeah, we found somebody who's willing to come on board and we'd love for you to, to meet him. Here's Kevin. And here's Kevin. <laughs> We're talking about. <laughs> so we were talking about Kevin. <laughs> How do you pronounce your last name? So uh, you pronounce it Cobb, like corn on the cob, um, in America. But I believe it's actually Kaub. It is German, and there's a little town in Germany on the Rhine River. So Kevin, you are uh, have accepted our position for high school, and what do I call it? We need to come up with a name already. See, I, I actually, when I was trying to explain it last week, what I said was, you know, postgraduate into. 40s, single, married. It's just, it's it's like a mindset of where people are at a given time. Because it's not like, you can't just say young adults because people have a definition in their mind of what young adult means. True. And, Very true. And some people are like, yeah, I'm that. And they're like 40. And some people are like, no, I'm not that. And they're like 25. And it's just, so there's got to be a better definition and name for this thing. Well, with adolescence being prolonged and, you know, when does it actually end? Well, is it when you start paying for trash <laughs> and water bill yourself <laughs> or what is it here? I'm not sure. Um, so, yes, exactly. Like, I don't I don't know when there is an end to it, but um, I am excited to help people on journeys. So give us a little bit of a history and give us a little bit of like your ministry background. I grew up in a Christian home. Um, my parents were always involved in the churches as we moved around the country. Um, for large stints, not quite like a military family, um, but I can relate a little bit to that. I really started to solidify my faith as a, as a person myself um, in junior and senior year of high school. Um, that transitioned to when I went into college at UC Davis, um, I instantly got connected with a large college ministry, fell in love running sound, and then slowly got involved with leading Bible studies and eventually kind of came to be the intern and then the interim director of this, I don't know, 250 plus college ministry. Um, and I loved it. It was the best time of my life. Now, I had been in electrical engineering, so all of my classes there don't translate to anything else. So you got to just stick with that all the way through. Um, so as I, as I started to full-time support that college ministry, it was a discernment time. God, does this in my future or not? And um, that's really, I, I, I really appreciate people as they're growing, starting to make life decisions on their own, maybe with some wise counsel from parents and other people as well. Um, but that has always been my joy is to help people see how their life can be um, towards gospel uh, centered living or kingdom living or however you might want to call that. I, I love that it's 
you know, God, is, is this what you want me to do? And a decade and a half later, <laughs> he brings it around and says, sure, now, exactly. Moses exactly. in the wilderness. <laughs> so, and that's funny too, because so after after I had led that college ministry and assisted um, bringing in one of my friends to be the new pastor, long story um, for that ministry, but um, I had also started seminary for just personal growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if God was going to use that, great. If not, at least I was getting deeper into um, the word and understanding the languages um, and also just leadership and and, um, church history and all these things that are helpful for context. That led me to the most logical place, um, a youth ministry over middle school and high school. Um, And then that led me to another middle school and high school place and then another middle school and high school place and Paso Robles and then in Cambria. Um, but my heart has always been for young adults, college age, young adults, watching them start to make really decisions on their own. Yes, obviously with wise counsel, but helping them go forward, um, to use their life for God's glory completely. So, so we call them the going forwards. <laughs> Good idea. No, maybe. it's so nice. Good idea. No, it's like like on, that's going to change real quick. Just so you know, yeah. it's like on Family Feud, right? They say the dumbest thing, and everybody's like, "Good answer, good answer." Steve Harvey's like, "That is not a good answer." Just it's stare. not going to has a there. stare. Yeah, I'll warm up. Maybe not today, but I'll warm up. <laughs> you know, it's funny um, when you were doing the. It was a Saturday interview with some parents and stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends was out front with his wife and and they met you on the way in and and he was like, oh man, you you guys are going to eat that guy alive. And then after meeting with you, he's all, you should hire that guy. Because it's (laughs) it's just like, because you you have a nice, unassuming air about you and yet you don't just react, you think before you respond. And that's been a a thing I think everybody's mentioned about you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're definitely well thought out. Um, you're smart and you, you, you're everyone who met you that weekend, almost everyone wrote genuine. Well, I much appreciate that. It's taken years <laughs> of practice, <laughs> um, but it's also just God working in me. Um, some of that comes from my family dynamics. Uh, my dad is a type A, very strong leader. And, um, all of us kids have some of that in our DNA, but we've had to find the balance of how do we play this if we're going to be leaders, but we have another leader ahead of us. How do we play that balance? And mm. the other thing is that I know I've had too many people hurt me by being um, disingenuous, mm. um, inauthentic. Mm. And to, I don't necessarily want to show everything all of the time. I'll be wise in that. Um, but I do want to be as real as possible with people. So that's great. I'm glad that people saw that. I think it's great. I appreciated that just within an hour of talking with you, you know, people were like, oh, Okay, I see, I see more who he is. So what could people expect about your personality? Um, like you said, thoughtful, unintentionally. My brain, if you give me a thought or a question, it blooms into a dandelion of a thousand things. And so I sometimes, you have to just wait for my brain and me to kind of catch a, a, which is the best way to take this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm not not listening to you. I am actively listening to you. I just have to gather my thoughts in a couple of seconds before I can respond sometimes. Um, other things, uh, I may not be the most forward person until it's necessary. Um, so feel free, interact with me. I am an introvert, but I do love people. 
And uh, I told them not to be weirdos when they talk to you, though. So what do you mean by I, weirdo? I, I told people I, I said, I said, look, don't accost him and be a weirdo. You know, because I, I got that covered for all of you. So just be nice. <laughs> yes, I, I would appreciate some some nice people saying hi to me. Um, but at the same time, um, feel free to ask whatever. I do want to get to know you and you wanted to get to know me. And I'm happy to share my life with you because that's what we're called to do as a church. And that's my calling is to be myself and what God has been doing in me and through me still is doing in and through me. And as we build that relationship, that's going to help us all move forward together. It's been probably almost three years since we've been looking and you, we, you came, there was like what, two, three video interviews. And then you came to like a staff and you went to lunch and you were sick and you didn't feel good. And it was it, horrible. Yeah. And it, and <laughs> I, my, I did bad poorly is what and I'm I saying. I told you that I, I go, I go, man. And you're like, no, no, it's fine. I'm okay. And I'm like, I don't think it's okay, but whatever. Um, and we went out to lunch and stuff. And, and afterwards we, you know, sent some questions and you're like, you know, if you guys, really don't want me, you know, this is, this is okay. You know, I don't need to jump through the hoops just to make me feel better that you still have me jump through the hoops if Mm -hmm. you don't want me. And, and it showed a lot of situational awareness, Mm -hmm. which we actually really appreciated because it is not something that most people would do. Either most people would just be like, look, I'm not going to respond anymore or take me out of the, the ring. And it was really just more of a I would understand if I'm not the guy you're looking for, mm-hmm. and and it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> were you surprised that that we were interested in pursuing you? Yes, I'm 42. Mm-hmm. I'm old. I'm single. What am I gonna <laughs> do with school and high school students? I I get that. I'm also an introvert more than an extrovert. I'm right borderline kind of, but but. So I'm not going to be the crazy hat, high energy, upfront guy that some people might think for youth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can be fun mm-hmm. and I do love people and people see that, that genuineness is part of the, you know, that shepherding heart that I have and and people love that and I'm thankful for that. So, so yeah, there was definitely some of these pieces where in that process I was like, well, a logic would say that I'm probably not the right person, mm-hmm. but I appreciate mm-hmm. that they've, they've kept this going. And, um, also it was a, it's a long process. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that piece of it too. Um, so that's why I'm like, no one said we move fast. That's, that's <laughs> all right. Yeah. There was, there was some pieces there that I just felt like I really engage with the culture and the people and the team, but I may not be, I mean, I also heard this question, like, do you think you can still engage high school students? Mm-hmm. Do you think you can still engage high? And and I was seriously rethinking through that. I'm like, well, what do I know? What do my experiences tell me? What do I know about the middle school and high schoolers that I'm still interacting with today? Long answer made short. Um, I was a little surprised um, in a great way, though, um, that you were interested in me just because it's. I think it's a rare thing to get out of the stereotypical uh, youth guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that, mm-hmm. um, I have some of those skills and experiences, but I'm not that. And so, um, yes. And then the, the new role mm-hmm. of high school and forward, mm-hmm. um, Ooh, nice. High school and forward. We're going to call the end forwards. <laughs> no. He's just going to pressure me into something. We're going to find That's a right. name. We're going to, we're going to pigeonhole this into something. <laughs> so, um, actually that was one thing that really, um, uh, really helps bring, bring it back here was 
this is kind of like the dream job for me. Mm-hmm. Why am I so hesitant? I just fear from moving from where I was comfortably. Mm-hmm. So, so you weren't currently working in ministry vocationally, right? Correct. Past couple of years, you've been in a tech job. Yes. And we actually found about you before you found out about us. Yes. Due to Nate Moss, the principal uh, across the street at Delta. That's right. So can you give us a little bit of background of like what you're doing the past couple of years? To summarize some of this, there was a leadership change at the last church that I served at uh, for a full time um, in Paso Robles. And um, it was time for them to make some changes. And so I needed to find new employment, um, which is great. God kind of released me from there and also provided me a halftime position ministry in Cambria. This is in 2018, uh, the summer of 2018. So I'm like, okay, God, you give me talents. I can be a tent maker and still do some of this ministry. Although I was driving a lot to make that happen. Um, so you were living in Paso, living in Paso, working in San Luis Obispo, doing ministry in Cambria, driving back over the 46 to go home on Sundays. Is that when they still had like the drought and you couldn't drink water? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Especially in Cambria. Right. So that was, it was, I did that for nearly two years. Um, There was another pastoral shift in Cambria and I'm like, here I go again, (laughs) which is fine. Um, I've been through many different um, leadership transitions, which is God just putting me in the right place at the right time, I guess, even though it's difficult. And so um, as we were working through that transition at one of the churches there, um, I just started to, I mean, this is a term that gets thrown around maybe too much. It felt like a little bit of burnout. I mean, my work responsibilities at the tech job were increasing and my effective time in Cambria with the middle school and high schoolers was good, but I just didn't have the energy to keep moving it forward. Um, so kind of with the team, developing the leaders, growing them so that they could take it over for a season. Um, Christmas of 2019, I said goodbye. In February, I went to Hume with them one last time. Three weeks later, California shut down for COVID. I was like, okay, thank you, Jesus. I'm glad that you know that timing was a season of closure for that ministry. And Um, they are restarted and going in great places at Cambria. I still love them and keep in touch with many of them. So I'm very thankful that God just kind of brought it to a close, took a pause and brought them back. And the same with me. So from 2020 through now, I've been working in San Luis as tech, uh, but tech isn't my thing. I mean, by training and by fun, intellectual, shiny objects, I can enjoy, um, but people are my, my thing. So I've gotten more value out of interacting with the college students that serve at, I mean, that work at the, the shop in San Luis Obispo than I have at fixing technology things. Um, Nate called me. Nate told me about Element. He's like, hey, I got this thing. I think you'd be a great fit. Can I pass on the, conf- the information? I'm like, sure. I've been praying that God would open a door, whether it was into ministry or just something different. This is maybe what it is. So let's just move forward. So um, I was very encouraged by Nate um, there, but also just that, hey, maybe there is a chance, even though I've been in the tech world for a long time, well, five years, uh, that God might have full-time ministry back in my life again. And uh, so I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to walk through this door. We'll see where it takes me and see what God does. And um, here I am. What values did you see in us that you appreciated enough to accept an offer or even entertain taking a position? This is the nice way of saying, can you compliment us? (laughs) (laughs) Compliment us. For the position for Element, um, 
I mean, Nate invited me to pumpkin killing. That was the first thing. He's like, by the way, that's like tomorrow. If you want to come down, you should oh, did see you come? him. I didn't. And so just looking at uh, the website and seeing some of the events and whatnot, as I was getting to know you guys, I really see a church that's trying to reach the community and um, actually having practical ways of doing that. Um, hearing about how you guys interact with Delta, um, the church that I was in, Paso Robles, actually interacted with the very similar high school that Nate was the principal of up there. That's how Nate and I met. Um, and uh, hearing just a little bit about that outreach and how you guys have this partnership with them, uh, I that inspires me. That, that um, pieces of... Um, just sharing the gospel with people in tangible ways and through word and deed, of course. Um, but sometimes I don't see that as much as I would hope across Christianity and mm-hmm. um, well, that I've been around uh, those, those pieces of outreach and authenticity um, and relational type ministry were huge for me. I also really appreciate that some of the uh, watching some of the the Sunday mornings uh, remotely here. Uh, just your 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 music style, which is I love hymns and I love uh, newer music that's coming out as long as it's uh, you know ground, grounded exactly. Yeah. I was just excited about that too. I was like, this feels like home to me. Mm-hmm. I if I lived in Santa Maria and I wasn't on a church staff, I probably would pick Element as the church that I would want to go to. So those pieces, um, and as from the little bit that I got to see from the whole staff, uh, you guys look like you're having fun. Um, and uh, that's another really important thing. Um, I really enjoy and appreciate being part of a team. I really appreciate people who are willing to be iron sharpening iron mm. and have that as the known value between each other so that you can be sarcastic and you know that this is really just for fun or it's also, no, I really do want what's best for you. And I feel open enough to share those things with you just so that we can all grow. Well, I'm going to ask you a question mm-hmm. and you can sit, feel free not to answer it right now or anything like that. I was I was thinking about this beforehand and it might be... It might be better for me to ask you this question now rather than have you have to answer this question like a hundred times to different people. But, you know, you you are you're you're 40 and you and you're single. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You looked at the scriptures and I mean, Paul is the one who says singleness is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's wonderful. But, you know, church culture is weird. So what would you say to help maybe head off, not have to answer that question a hundred times, just... Kevin, why, why are you married? Why are you sure, single? Sure. So, um, there were a few in college and there has been another, marriages. No, 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 no. <laughs> there were a few relationships in college and, um, one in the Bay area when I was there for three years and then one in Paso even. Um, but I will say as I progressed from, uh, college and well into leading college ministry, for a long season, seven or eight years, I really did feel called to singleness. Mm. Um, and out of what Paul says, mm-hmm. um, I don't burn with a passion. I do like companionship, but I had really good friends. And that's how God met that family camaraderie need. For a long time, that was just like, that's what I think. That's what I feel like God had called me to. Um, and then he's... You know what? That's cool for us because we get more hours out of you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, that's what Paul says almost. Right, right, right. yeah. <laughs> so so 
um, that's kind of where we started. There were uh, a couple of different uh, relationships and uh, with friends as they were getting married and other things and even questions in my heart um, as I was dealing through some things um, in my life that really just came. God made it clear. He's like, well, maybe your next step to learn how much I actually love you, what it is to really be in an unconditional love relationship, though I know it's even more difficult, mm-hmm. um, would be to... Um, you know, be married. Mm-hmm. So um, he opened that possibility back up again. Um, but I am not actively pursuing anything. I'm just letting him kind of lead me as that comes. I'm not against marriage. I am for marriage for myself when God brings someone along. Um, but uh, it is, a, I mean, being married to somebody weird like me. <laughs> and you don't just get married to get married because you're checking it off the list. Right? No, you know, it's, it's, it's for the relationship. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a calling. Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, this is how God brings another partner into your ministry mm-hmm. in a sense, um, together. And you, 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 yeah, you, you serve alongside, you sharpen each other, you encourage one another. And then as a family comes, if a family comes, then that becomes your first ministry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... I'm open, but God hasn't made that uh, way just for me yet. There you go. So leave him alone. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's great. I I think that when God calls people in particular places in their lives to to places of singleness, I think he actually develops deeper friendships for them Mm -hmm. of of what they're actually supposed to be Mm -hmm. within the church. I think sometimes in our culture, because of everything else that's going on, Mm -hmm. we actually don't develop healthy, deep relationships that we could. Yep. You mentioned uh, music. Do you play, sing? Music has always been kind of part of our family. At least you have to try it. Mm. Um, I was the one that stuck with it. So um, most of elementary all the way through high school, I had piano lessons, picked up trumpet in middle school, played that all the way into college a little bit um, in the Cal Aggie marching band at UC Davis. (laughs) Um, Shameless plug. So um, and then in college, particularly with that ministry, that college ministry, you know, I mean, keyboards can go so far, but you can't carry them out on the trail or like fly with them very easily. So guitar mobile amp. Oh, <laughs> I picked up acoustic. So <laughs> acoustic guitar um, and uh, singing as well. So um, for many of these different things, um, I am at the middle school level of leading worship. It's wonderful. Um, but then also that was fun um, because I do have a lot of musical background. Um, I love helping people learn an instrument. I may not be proficient at it, but I can help you understand the music so that you can learn. Um, I'm teaching my nieces piano right now. They live in St. Louis Obispo. I really do just helping people um use their musical talents, um, in a worship ministry, wherever that might be. So, um, that was one thing that I loved in the Bay area. I will see, I would love to see a, a youth worship band or something like that come out, um, in the next couple of years here. It'd be fun. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So take us back to your kind of experience with youth ministry, high school ministry. Is there anything from that, that you carry with you today that you want to see you carry forward? One of the things that I've seen um, many different ways, um, unintentionally, sometimes older adults or just in general culture says, oh, these people, these younger people, um, they're not ready to be involved and they don't want to be involved. So we just need to cater to what they want. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, 
What I have seen and love to value in youth ministry is actually empowering students to um, take some ownership, to take some uh, responsibility. Um, So whether it's uh, building up uh, just a, a group of teenagers who have they they want to start a club at their high school or whether like i said the the youth band or um maybe encouraging some of these younger teenagers to have a role in e kids um and and take on this little group of five uh, people or whatever and say hey they i i want them to know how much i love jesus so i'm going to try and do what i can to encourage them at their level i'm a step ahead of them and just giving these teenagers some responsibility um that they crave they really do want someone to come alongside and say Hey, you're valuable. Valuable. I believe in you enough. Yeah, you're gonna make mistakes, but I want to see you grow. And so we're gonna give you some opportunities to do that and to to gain some um, just life experience. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, um, you can force conversations and you can teach till you're blue in the face, but unless it's an authentic relationship, um, it's uh, you're you you you're not capturing everything. Uh, that you can in that growth. So um, Mm. relational ministry um, is huge. So whether that's, you know, sitting at Starbucks and having office hours or whether that's, hey, I have a problem with my chemistry or physics (laughs) questions. Um, I'm a nerd, so I can help answer. (laughs) But in that, we're going to build some trust and some camaraderie. And that will help us later when we hit some hard topics about how do I deal with parents or teenagers or friends or whatever in hard situations. So, um, shared life together. That, and I think that fits in with kind of who we are and strive to be. Um, that's awesome. How do you partner with parents? And at this time, would you have any, anything if for a parent listening to this, any kind of words that, that you'd like to tell them? I really appreciate parents and I want to let parents know that I will be for them with their teenagers. Parents are, even though teenagers may say no, um, that that's not the most influential piece of their life, parents are the most influential piece of a teenager's life. And so I want to be for any of you parents out there, please come and ask me any of your questions or share with me your stories so that I might just pray. And um, I want you to know that I, what my, my goal is to support you um, as you raise your children um, to the best of your ability. Um, so... There's that. And then on the other side, I also want to say when I'm interacting with your teenagers, my heart is to whatever they're telling me, even if I don't understand it, I'm going to say your parents still love you. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, unless it's something really, really drastic that needs, you know, authorities involved, your parents still love you. And um, they're trying hard. They're not perfect, but they're trying hard for you. And you may not feel like that right now, but let's try and work this through with your parent. So, and on the flip side, when your teenager is talking to me, um, I'm going to come and tell you the beautiful things that I see Mm -hmm. in your teenager. Um, And yes, obviously, if there's some rough edges that maybe I can feedback to you because we've had that trust built between us. My goal is to support you and encourage you um, as I can and to do the same with your students. Your first day will be Sunday, March 19th. So what do you, what would you say you need coming in? So there's a new position. This is our, our first time hiring somebody from the outside 
in. Is there anything that you would like to say as you kind of transition in that we should know or you need help with? Uh, for me, come and introduce yourself. Just don't overwhelm me. If you see a line, maybe <laughs> take a five minute walk around after church or whatnot. Um, feel free to invite me over or um, just share with me your experience of Element and who you are, because mm-hmm. I'm I would love to get to know you all. Give me your give me your um, input. I actually work better not. Um, just going strong forward to what I have in mind, but to kind of fielding that out there and just listening to people, um, what their thoughts might be, what their dreams might be, what they've seen as workable here in the past um, for any sort of uh, high school group or whatever. So um, yeah, give me your feedback, give me your thoughts. I may not implement any of it, but I appreciate <laughs> just the the gathering of um history and all those things, which it's also been very helpful to. And you're, I mean, you're stepping into a a challenge because we don't currently really have a high school ministry at all. We have a a really growing middle school, which will feed into high school eventually. That reminds me another way that you can help. Um, Not that I have it all figured out right now, but if you'd be willing to, you know, take um, a bunch of young people on your ski boat up to Lake Lopez or something for a weekend. We don't go to Lopez. Oh, where do you go? We go to Nacimento. Oh, that's so far. I I don't have toys necessarily and or um, I don't know what the Strawberry Festival is all about. Like these things. Neither, help neither me. do I. Help me learn, help me grow, help me see what you might be interested in. Like if you've got an idea of what might be good, come and talk to me about it because maybe in three months from now, that'd be the perfect thing for a small group of um, young guys or something to go out and, you know, go shooting or um, whatever it might be. And probably need some youth leaders as well. Yes. And more people to invest in both these ministries. Yes, I um, definitely, um, I will, if you have a heart for young people at all, come and talk to me and, uh, you don't have to take on any massive responsibility, but let's, let's dialogue about how you might be involved. Quick questions. Just whatever answer comes off the top of your head. What's your favorite color? Red right now. Wow. It changes. If you were to win the lottery, what would the first thing you spend your money on? Well, you got to define that, right? Because winning the lottery could be like $2. It could be. Making making money, (laughs) making real money at the lottery, hitting one of these mega billion, billion dollar lotteries. Oh, billion? Well, that's when everyone plays. Well, I'd give a half to my government because I have to. (laughs) There you go. You take out government and church. What do you, what do you, what do you spend money on? Uh, well, see, that's the thing. I'm too practical. You are. My, my thing is, let me get a home paid for that I feel comfortable in so that I can do ministry mm-hmm. and use all the rest to do fun and good things. Yeah, I'd pay off all my friends' houses. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. If you were a superhero, who, who would you be? That was a hard question in the interview process, too. Um, let me pick Spider-Man. As a kid, the superpower that I wanted most was to be able to fly. In fact, I dreamed of like building rocket shoes, like get smart kind of a thing, mm-hmm. like taking it way back on the Nick and Knight stuff. But mm-hmm. yes, that would have been fun. But that's different than the superhero personality and character, right? So that's why I pick Spider. If you are a if you were a bicycle, what type of bike would you be? I'd be a, I'd be a mountain bike because I enjoy being outside and exploring. What is the last meal that blew your mind? I really enjoyed the lobster mac and cheese with a little bit of sriracha at Cool Hand Luke's yesterday. 
Okay. We're never, we're never going to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You don't have to. Um, it's just something different. When you go on vacation, when do you pack your suitcase? Uh, generally a couple days. And You're not, fully packed, just throwing last couple things in. Not fully packed, but let's say 80%. Um, I concur. Yeah. I used to not. I'm like 80%. Yeah. A couple but, days but, but not like five days. I'm talking like two days. Oh, no. I'm like five days. Got it already. I'm like, yeah. when am I leaving? All right. Well, this was fun. I appreciate it. I think I think um, I think you're gonna get overwhelmed a little bit coming and starting a new place, and people are gonna be excited to mm-hmm. uh, get to know you. I know Nick's already invited you over for karaoke. Oh gosh. Um, so we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks, Kevin. I appreciate you coming down on Saturday and, and talking to us. And thank you guys. I'm excited to be part of the team and I'm excited to be uh, part of Element. And we will, um, I'm excited to see what God is going to do. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. So we, you know, we, we were, you know, <sighs> How do I even ask this? Were oh, you this sur- must be a doozy based no. off the last question. No. <laughs> were, 